My name is Nolan Williams. I'm an assistant professor at, uh, in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Stanford University. I'm uh, trained as both a psychiatrist and a neurologist. There are kind of um, neuroscience and clinical pragmatic uh, reasons to do this sort of an approach, and they kind of were aligned. And so the the clinical pragmatic reason is that um, we don't have a rapid acting TMS approach. The current TMS approach um, takes, you know, at least six weeks for most people to start to really make a, a major impact in their depression. And, and there's some data to suggest that go, you, you might need to go out to 12 or more weeks in people that are um, particularly severe. And um, in the, the kind of general issue with inpatient psychiatry right now is it is that unlike the rest of medicine as you increase the um, acuity of psychiatric care you reduce the number of options that people have as far as treatment outside of the context of, of the obvious you know increase in kind of psychotherapy services but as far as as far as um, you know the sorts of things that you can get as an inpatient versus an outpatient for you know, psychopharmacology and for, for somatic treatments, uh, you know, interventional treatments, the, um, the options go down as a generality, right? So if you're, if you're admitted to the psych hospital, um, you have a 10% chance that your psych hospital actually has electroconvulsive therapy. And so 90% uh, of U.S. hospitals don't even have it. Um, and so um, a lot of people that could have gotten even ECT as an outpatient aren't able to get it as an inpatient. There's no TMS as an inpatient. There's no real consistent way to get, you know, IV ketamine or S-ketamine as an inpatient. And you're really left with, you know, the same medications that are available outpatient um, and, the, uh, and, and the kind of enhanced psychotherapy and, and kind of protective aspects of an inpatient admission. And so what we try to do, um, you know, with trying to develop SAINT, which is the Stanford Accelerated Intelligent Neuromodulation Therapy. The idea um, from a clinical pragmatic standpoint behind that is that, um, you know, if only 1.5% of people that meet uh, Medicare, uh, Medicaid criteria to receive ECT actually get it in the United States, that 98.5% of people, when they go into the hospital, um, don't have that option and we develop a TMS approach. It was a rapid enough TMS approach that could be condensed down to the time frame of somebody's inpatient psychiatric admission. And so we've actually treated, this hasn't been published yet, but we've, we've actually treated people who um, were admitted um, you know, for suicidal depression in the inpatient um, service at Stanford. And, um, and the, the goal um, was to, to show and in an open label way, just to show that it was feasible to do this, um, and it and it you know appears to be feasible, to where you can actually bring somebody in who's acutely depressed and suicidal. You can apply the same protocol to them over the course of five days. Um, they lose their suicidality, their mood improves, and they're able to be discharged. Um, you know, within roughly seven eight days of, you know, of, of the entire hospital admission, and they're they're kind of walking out doing better. And so, so that's the motivation on the clinical side on the um, neuroscience side is TMS has never um, you want uh, no researchers ever really done a dose response curve with it you know we've done that with 
medications forever, right? Every medication that we have in psychiatry, we've, you know, given, um, you know, range of doses, we find out what the side effects are. Um, and then we figure out kind of what the optimal dose is. And with TMS, there's been some dose finding work, but it's been in a very kind of narrow range. And, and really what we've done is we've pushed it in a very aggressive increase in dose over a short period of time. What we see is it's, it seems to be perfectly safe to do that. You know, we've had no seizures um, so far. We've had no cognitive problems at all. If anything, people's cognition is better. When, and we're actually able to condense um, a six-week course of TMS into each day that people get treated. So this was an initial kind of um, phase one um, safe, you know, signals of safety and, and a kind of hints of efficacy sort of study, right? So the goal, the goal of this study was to run a um, little more than 20 individuals um, that had treatment-resistant depression and determine is this um, level of stimulation, is this amount of stimulation, um, you know, safe to do? And, and so we identified those individuals. We um, we do a, a an MRI scan, what they call a resting state functional connectivity MRI scan and a structural scan of their brain before they um, come in to get treated. And then we, we have so, we've built software that finds kind of ideal position for the coil in each individual's brain. Um, that information gets put into the software um, that we have in the TMS treatment room that is, is kind of stereotactic software that people use you know, for TMS, they also use a, a version of this sort of thing for, for stereotactic brain surgery. So it's a very accurate way of positioning things um, outside or inside the head, in this case, outside the head. And then um, we were able to position the coil superimposed over the ideal spot. And then we were able to um, apply this uh, SAINT protocol, which is, um, like I said, it's a, it's a six-week course of intermittent theta burst each day worth of dose. So it's 1800 theta burst pulses, about nine minutes every hour for 10 hours. And by the end of the, by the end of that day, if you they come in around seven and leave around five, um, you know, they've got a whole course of TMS. And we had a few people who, who remitted at the end of the first day. Um, and we continue to do that for five days, so Monday through Friday. And then by Friday, um, 90% uh, of folks were, were feeling um, better. Um, and we followed them out for, for several months out. And I think that the overall efficacy was, um, was quite surprising um, to me. So we, we, that was maybe the most surprising bit about it was that we, um, we, were, we were really surprised that we saw such high numbers. We, were, we suspected that we could speed it up. You know, there was a lot of data to suggest that but there wasn't the data to suggest that you could get this many pull well. The, the most near-term thing is that we're, you know, we're going after trying to get feedback from the FDA and hope to eventually get a, an FDA approval for a new billing code to do this sort of TMS. I mean, I think that um, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of settings in which this could be quite useful, emergency rooms, inpatient psychiatric hospitals, um, partial hospitalization programs, and intensive outpatient programs where, you know, because the, the stimulation is only 10 minutes per hour, right? So in theory, you could build intensive outpatient programs, partial hospitalization programs where there's stimulation and 
you know, therapeutic programs kind of interdigitated, um, you know, to get people well and give them the kind of psychothera psychotherapeutic tools to do it and then um, help to, to kind of restore some of their brain function at the same time.